Well, hey there, friends, and welcome back to the Creative Shop Talk podcast. I'm your host, Wendy Batten, and I am super happy that you are here today. We are knee deep in summer. You can probably hear birds chirping in the background. I'm actually sitting out on my deck while I record this because it's just too hot in the house. So hopefully you're all cool with that. We're doing something a little different today here around the podcast, the Creative Shop Talk podcast. I decided to pull out a masterclass section from uh, inside our vault, inside the retailers inner circle. Actually, we call it the headquarters. We have a five-part masterclass session on merchandising. And a lot of retailers lately have been asking me about merchandising. And there's a distinction between merchandising for looks and for making things pretty and merchandising to sell and to make the sale. And that's what the masterclass does inside our headquarters, inside our retailers inner circle. So what I've done is we've pulled out one of the sections that is, I think, a pretty important one. And it's about intuitive flow through your shop and how to set yourself up and how to set your shop up for customers to make it easy for them. And even though sometimes we think we're doing that, I hope you'll have a listen and I hope you take something out of this session. So the summertime is a great time to be sort of reorganizing our shop. If it's a little quieter where you are, or if it's a little, you know, little, maybe a little bit quieter, it might be a good time to be thinking about reorganizing our shop. A lot of us are doing that. That's a Q3 project that a lot of us work on. So I hope you find this super helpful. It's a, it's a quick reminder. The full masterclass I want to remind you is inside our retailers inner circle. So when you hear reference to part three and part four, that's what I'm talking about, because we actually just sort of pulled that right out of that group. So that's inside my private coaching group, the Retailers Inner Circle. And uh, we're currently welcoming new members. And as I mentioned, summertime is a really great time to work on those types of things, to work on your business development, to work on yourself, to get in with a community. We love uh, welcoming new members in the summer. We're also all getting ourselves sort of prepared and ready and doing the things um, on the foundational side of our business right now so that we can have a really good successful holiday season. So I just wanted to let you know the doors are open and we are welcoming new members in. But in the interim, I do have a session here for you. We're going to talk about merchandising and how to do it in an intuitive way with your clients. So I hope you enjoy this. And again, a reminder, we pulled this out of a full masterclass. So ignore all the references and I hope the bird chirps are driving you nuts but anyhow there we go tis the season so thanks for being here today my friends enjoy this session and don't forget leave us a review and don't forget as well subscribe and then you won't miss any more tips and strategies we have some more great episodes coming up thanks a lot enjoy this show Running a retail business doesn't have to be so hard. Welcome to the Creative Shop Talk podcast, the go-to podcast for creative shop owners, studio owners, and independent retailers. I'm your host, Wendy Batten, retail business coach and mentor. Each week, I'll share simple proven business strategies, inspiring stories from fellow retailers and advice from industry experts. Together, we're going to work to find the success you want from your retail business with more profits in your till and a little more joy in your life.
Hey there, friends. So today we're going to talk about part number two of our merchandising for profits uh, series. So today we're going to talk about the layout of our store and how we move traffic through and how come that's so important. And there is a science behind all of that uh, and how people buy. And we're also going to be talking a little bit about how to be more intuitive and how to make our shops very intuitive. Stores that have intuitive shopping make more sales. It's and I can tell you from experience and from trying and testing that that totally works. And I'll explain how that works. So there's generally two different types. So there's lots of different ways, I guess I should say, but there's two types of retail um, layouts that I see a lot with our retailers, with um, smaller independent retail owners. And a lot of times, so there's the flow and how we move people through and how we set up our fixtures in our store. You know what I'm talking about? Some of you have very small spaces and you feel like you're kind of stuck to a, uh, a small area or some of you have huge stores. So you can do a couple, like there's lots of things we can do with our displays, but there's a couple of really popular ways. One of them is a free flow. So free flow is just that. It's sending our customers down a path. We want to think of it as a path, but we want to make sure that we actually have a journey planned out for them so that they don't completely miss in a whole part of our store. So they take this journey and they walk all around and then they never get to the center part. So we want to kind of make displays and uh, <laughs> featured items and we want to make sure things are flowing them into the right areas. We don't want dead ends. So we have to be very careful about dead ends in our freeform uh, plan. Another way to do it is aisles, just going by aisles, which you know, you'd see, you see that in a lot of places, but it sounds cold maybe in grocery stores, but aisles can be perfectly, and you'll, you'll be more in tune to this now as you go into retail stores. Aisles can be just, you know, getting people to go this way and this way. These are aisles, right? Maybe tables or low fixtures. And then we can switch them up a little bit and go back to across, you know, back to up and down. So make like getting them to go up and down and, you know, it's kind of straight lines. It's makes sense to a lot of people. And we can also switch those up and we can have a little bit of both. So you could have maybe one part of your store aisles and then some sort of free form on another side. So it's really important for you as a retailer in your shop to understand the flow and where you want your customers to go. So it is our job to pay attention to where people do go in our shop and to be watching and observing. We need to become an observer of our customers and see where are they getting like stuck or where are they completely missing? Like it, it is our job to maybe pay, like watch it and pay attention, especially if you switch things up or you just implement some of these things. Start watching when customers come in, see where they go, watch where they flow. What is the net? You'll see a pattern. You will see a pattern. You'll see the same things happening over again. It's like they're not even going into that section over there. So we want to make sure we have, you know, featured display areas, featured themes and care. You know, we want to lure them over. I hate using the word lure, but that's what we're doing. <laughs> we're luring them over to our DIY section or we're, 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 you know, encouraging them and driving them over to our jewelry section or this is where our kitchen theme is. We want to make sure that we are setting up areas in our store that make sense so and i know a lot of you have already you know you do this already in uh, intuitively but you want to make sure you're doing it with intention and flow so that is really important to um, 
map out on paper, sketch it out, whatever you need to do. Remember no dead ends. Where do they flow? And this is a, you know, this is a, this is, a, it's not a, I was going to say a game. It's not a game. This is something you will have to tweak and learn. And actually when you flip your shop around and next merchandising, maybe we'll try aisles this time. And then maybe we'll try free flow. And then, you know, and your customers actually like that when you switch things up a little bit, because it makes the store feel fresh and new and that kind of thing. But we want to see what works. So don't switch it up if it's working, if it's working really well and people are buying on all the aisles. So merchandising, again, back to being the marketing tool for you. It is a way that we can encourage customers to to buy and we want to make sure they see everything. So we want to make sure that they flow through and that they're going to the des destination on the back. And if it is a corner, you know, if you have a, a, a dead end uh, for lack of a better word in the back corner, you know, there's no flow through it, but we want to make sure it's a destination and it's nice and wide and it makes sense that you go in and you can come out and you can move around and you can do all the things. We want to make sure that we're encouraging movement in our store in an easy and intuitive way. So, our entrance is a very important thing to be in, um, to be on top of. So, uh, for our merchandising, so from the very beginning, again, first impressions. We talked about that in part one. We want to, you know, they've come in, they've found us, they're a new customer or they're a repeat customer. We want to make sure that um, they are excited to be there and that they are walking into our door and they're not cramped we don't want cramped entrances we don't want a lot of stuff i would never put a high value or high ticket stuff at the front because they're not usually ready to buy they might little things but you don't want like for the most part people need to mentally and physically get prepared when they walk in it might happen really quick but they walk into a store and the first thing that they do is sort of scan and you know our brain takes in all the information and what we want them to do is smile and be excited. Like, oh my gosh, I'm here. I'm like, this is great. I love this store. Like that is the, that's what we want them to feel. So how we do that is we make sure that it's really well lit because that tells the customer it's clean and bright. We want it clean and tidy and uncluttered. We also want to make sure we don't have big things sort of blocking the sight lines from the time we walk in. So if, I walk into your, you know, your, your shop and maybe just right over here, there's a big cabinet right there. And I can't see anything past that. That is not the place for that big cabinet. We want that cabinet to be low. So my eyes go through and maybe the cabinet goes back here, or maybe it goes in the back corner, but we don't want to block our sight lines. We don't, we want to make sure when we walk into our shop, we are, if possible or where possible, we can see as much as possible. We want our sight lines. We want the low furniture at the beginning, or we want the low display cabinets uh, at the beginning at the front of our shop. The other thing we need to keep in mind about the entrance and about the, the first impressions, if you will, on our customers, they usually come in and go right. It's a, it's a, it's a thing. <laughs> it's what happens. You'll probably think about it even in your grocery stores or whatever. We all go in and we go right try not to have your cash counter right there at the right. If you have to have it at the beginning, have it on the left if you can. And think about your high ticket or your high value things. People are most excited when they walk in at the very beginning. So you want to have, that's where you're, we're going to have your display. And we're going to talk about displays and 
a little bit more next level stuff on displays, but we want to have our big, beautiful display right there if possible. And again, it's not always possible. Maybe you don't have a right when you come in. Everybody goes left because that's where they have to go. But I want you to think about your um, where your customers go and the flow. Again, paying attention to where they go. Sight lines, super important when they walk in. Uh, what else did I want to mention? So no clutter, keep it, uh, keep it clean and professional looking. We don't understand the power of our mindset and our, our mind taking in stuff that we don't even know. First impressions happen like that, literally like that. I don't even think our customers know sometimes like they walk in and they're like taking it all in. They're not like mentally making a checklist like, Hmm, this is really cluttered and it's rather dark and it's kind of dreary and I can't see past this big display. I don't know what's around that corner. They're not thinking that per se, but they are taking that all in and it is a first impression. Um, so it's really important for us to have the opposite effect of, you know, they walk in and they're excited and then they might not, re not even understand why they're so excited. But these are things, these are psychological things that we need to do to make sure that our customers feel their customer experience is awesome. It might be easier for you to have that cabinet right there, but now they got to come in and kind of go around the corner. So we want to make sure it's a low cabinet. It's for them, not for us, right? Um, so we want to, again, the entrance should be really, um, it should be, uh, lure is the word I keep using. I'm sorry that I keep using it, but that is what it is. We want them to be happy and lured into our shop and then we want to there are their eyes to go to like the displays over there and the shop over there they're scanning they're excited to be there another little thing about merchandising is having your store like all the senses need to be um, affected by our store correct so that's part of we talk about that in marketing but i want to remind you that again i walk in the front entrance i want to make sure that it feels good. I want to make sure, you know, it's the store sounds good. It smells good. So we don't want musty entrances and, you know, all that kind of thing. We want our front doors clean. We want all our first impressions, all our senses to be happy about being in the store. And it's little subtle things. The mat is all uh, ripped up at the front and, you know, we just haven't got to it or it's old and dodgy and the fingerprints are all over the window. I know we can't always keep it up, but if you can keep, keep that as part of your, you know, part of your duties of um when you're not when the when your uh, team is not working make sure they're cleaning that's the that's the thing right if you're not working you're cleaning um or if you're not selling you're cleaning but all of those little things those little check marks are all happening in your customer's head all those little things you don't even realize but if you don't do them and they have the yucky mat and kind of smells a bit musty and things are a little bit dirty it's like i'm still excited to be here but i open the door and then there's a big cabinet and it's quiet. There's no music. And then the brand doesn't like, it's not what I thought it was going to be. You know, all those things, they're, they're, they're like little disappointment check marks. They might not be like obvious, like, well, I'm disappointed that that mat is crooked. It just builds up. When you have a wonderful experience and all those things are not noticed, but they're intuitively noticed, it makes a difference to your customer's experience. So I want you to think about walking that experience and of your customer. So your front entrance and your first impressions count, right? We all know that. So your job is to also pay attention again, as I said, where do they go? What is the natural flow inside your store? Where are they going? The next part is to make sure that our store is intuitive, right? And so intuitive means easy. It means it makes sense. We want to make sense. We want everything that we do or everything that our customer expects um, to make sense. If they are um, 
walking through your store and they're excited to be there because they've heard that you're the go-to place for your paint or the yarn or whatever it is you're the go-to for, we want to make sure that when they get in there, you have a beautiful paint display. And when they go to the paint display, they don't have to go down, you know, to the lower basement or your lower level to get the brushes. Like we, like it does, that doesn't make sense, right? So we want to make sure that things are intuitive for our shop, our, our customers. So intuitive means the flow. We want to, that's part of it, making it easy for them to get around, making sure the aisles are wide enough and it's not too cramped and crowded, making sure it feels good, making sure things are easy for me to get. And we will talk about that in um, part three. We'll talk about displays, but making sure that like there's this beautiful display and oh my gosh, I love that, but I can't touch it. Like it's too fancy or I can't reach it because it's just not, it's not easy for me. It's just, you know, we want to make it easy. We want to make it easy for them. So every single thing we do needs to be easy. We need to make sure that the words we use on our product signs are not industry related. We want them to be back to our, how our customers would think about it. So by that, I mean, furniture paint instead of saying whatever the brand is paint. I don't know what that is. I'm new here. I don't know what that means. Like furniture prep products. I don't know what that means. Like I, you know, you know, it, you just want to make sure that you're using words that are not industry. And we'll talk about signage actually as well too, but everything needs to be intuitive. Again, easy for your customers, easy for them to understand, easier, easy for them to feel like where they should go, easy for them to find things. Um, we don't want them to walk around and have it feel really jumbled. Like this, this is weird. Like it doesn't make sense. Like she's got, she's thrown like, you know, this over here and, and this is weird. Like I, you know, the clothing is here and then, oh, and then the other clothing is here. We want to make sure it flows. So we don't want to complicate anything for our customers. Again, especially now, as I record this, it's, October 2020. I don't know if we're at the end, beginning, sideways of COVID, but right now with the way people are feeling, um, they kind of want to get in and out. They want to feel good of when they are. They just, they're all on their last nerve, right? Everybody's on their last, like everybody's tension. We want to be a place of um, joy for them. We want to be a place that they feel good and that they want to spend money. So we don't want any friction. So as easy as we can make everything for our customers, that is our goal. We want to, again, make sure, I think I mentioned this, but we want to make sure that we have things that are um, like destinations. So just like when you think in the grocery store, you know, like the dairy's at the back and this is here and the vegetables are there. That's intuitive. That is done for a reason. And the signage on the aisles is done for a reason and the cereals all together. And, you know, it's okay to mix things up. It's okay to have, you know, some candles over in your display, but have it with all your other giftware. Don't have, you know, your favorite candle line on your paint display. You can have some over there, but make sure that it just needs to make sense for your customers. And this is what merchandising is all about. It's about marketing. So making sense, making it easy, making it flow for your customers. So again, to recap, your job is to make sure you watch the customers coming in your homework for tonight and that's one of your jobs what your homework for this part of the series is to walk your entrance so go to your entrance and look at your sight lines and then walk your store and feel the flow like walk it as a new person and start observing people 
so the observing people was a huge thing for me. And, uh, and I've had many of my retailers say that that exercise makes a big difference for them. So the entrance exercise and the observing of people are two really big things and seeing what the flow is. And then once we start figuring out the flow of our store and what works best and gets basically what, how do we get people to go everywhere <laughs> and how do we make the categories or the destinations, I like to say destinations or themes that we have set up in our store, how do we make them um, like the go-to destination? How do we make that paint display if that's what I want them to go to? If people are coming in for a certain product and you're the go-to maybe for something, whatever it is, you know, you, you can have that at the back of your store or, you know, well lit or, you know, as a destination because then they kind of walk all through your store. The meat department is at the back of most grocery stores for a reason because it makes you walk through the store. There's lots of different things and, you know, we can do to make customers. We don't want them just to come in. They normally come in for this product and it's right there at the door. We want to make sure that they, we have destinations and flow. So as you're sketching out and as you're planning out and maybe rebooting all the things in your store and your merchandising plan, make sure that you are thinking through those things. How do we get customers? Like what, what do they mostly come in for? If you have a thing, you may not, it might just be general goods and they come in all the time for all the different things. Um, but we want to make sure that we are observing and watching where they come in and paying attention to that is super important. Again, the layout of our store, there is a science to it. It is important that we we pay attention to that science. So again, just so your homework, just so you can uh, remember your entrance sight lines. So I want you to start outside and come in. Is it, you have elbow room? Is it really bright and cheerful? Do you have good lighting in your entrance? That's really important. Does it sound good and feel good and all the things? I mean, maybe you don't have music out there, but it does it feel good when I walk into your store. Do you feel good when you walk into your store? Really be critical of what it is that you have going on. Are the mats straight and the, you know, things done? We all have little things. Does it feel professional? Uh, untidy, and untidy and messy are like they just read as unprofessional like untidy or not messy but like just unkept I guess is the word I'm saying read as unprofessional and that's not what we want no matter what no matter how uh, DIY or vintage or laid back your shop is it still needs to be professional you're a professional and we run professional retail businesses so we want them to be professional so that's how you want it to be. You want your customers to trust to pay you and to trust the products that you sell and to trust your painting and to trust that, you know, that the, the items they buy are good quality. And that's what we need. So trust, pro professional equals trust. So that's where we want to go. Entrance, sight lines from your entrance, the whole entrance thing, your sight lines from your entrance and walking your shop and seeing if there's any roadblocks or, or if it makes sense. Those are your sort of homework themes, I guess, tonight. And we'll see you for part three. Bye, guys. Well, that's it for this week's episode of the Creative Shop Talk podcast. I'm so glad that you're here to join us this week, and I hope you found value in what we're sharing here. I want to remind you that our website has all of the show notes. You can find it at wendybatten.com slash podcast. Everything that you need to hear about today's podcast is there. Also an opportunity if you need to reach out to me. If I can support you in any way whatsoever, please feel free to reach out. So thanks for joining us. Please leave a review, subscribe if you can, and never miss an episode. We hope to see you back here again next week. Thanks, my friend. Have a great week. Bye.